Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your recently rescheduled to weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. Uh, my name is Kerry Palmer. Joining me as always is June Williams. Hello. Did you say anything, June? I, I said hello. Yeah, I did. I said hello. Didn't Hi. Is it, am I lagging? <laughs> am I lagging again? Uh, or is I, it fine? I, I don't think it was lag. You just, it just didn't come through the mic. You're right. Oh. Uh, uh, I said it, hello. Great. Hello. It came through on your end, so... You I, I saw your lips move. I, I knew you were talking. Uh, and, and, and Jeremy's here too. Hello. June, you're jabbed. Yeah, I got jabbed. I That's got it. so cool. You're not going to have any lag today because so... you've got them 5G chips in your body now. You'll be, you'll be set. <laughs> <laughs> you've got them nanobots. Yeah. I'll be honest, like I, I can... thought of that joke when you said you were getting a vaccine and I was like, I'm going to save this for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, made a, I made a joke on Twitter that was like, um, what if we kissed in line at the COVID vaccination center? Yeah, <laughs> and, and I was like, but only because it's only half the vaccine, so I can only do like half half a kiss. Is half a kiss the top lift or the top the top the lip? Top, or, just the top lift. I was thinking like I was thinking like half the face, but maybe it's just like kissing like without tongue. Right. Okay. It's like if oh. if two face were to kiss somebody, it would be half a kiss because the other side of his face doesn't have his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Something like that. You you, you think you think. Peck, peck one time, and then when you're going in for the second, when you're when you're both in line at the second, you know, yeah, then smooch, yeah, yeah, but yeah, then it can um, get serious. But uh, but then like then you have to decide what the pecking order is. Hey, Carrie, where can you find out where the pecking order is? The pecking order is on minimap.com.au. That's our kissability ranking podcast of where we rank pop culture characters and games and stuff like that. Thank you, Jeremy, for the setup. Uh, we're about to record another episode of that one right after this, where the character of the week is going to be Crazy Frog from the song and video clip. <laughs> the one Your where- favourite TV character. Yeah, exactly. Your favourite 2004 Nokia uh, ringtone <laughs> that you paid too much money for somehow. How much was it? Do you remember? I don't remember. It's just all those. Do you remember those ads where it was like, oh, $2. text this number and you'll get this ringtone? It was like. Yeah, I remember because he danced around on the TV with his dick out. Like yeah. his dick was fully out on um, television. They were never as cheap as as as, as they uh, made you believe because if you ever read the fine print, it was like you were also signing up to like a $15 a month charge or whatever at the same time. Yeah. They were God. so, so scummy. How much was Crazy Frog? <laughs> This is uh this is research for for uh, TPO coming up this afternoon. <laughs> and that's Jeremy's <laughs> McDonald's toy that somehow some somehow still, still works. Still alive, like the crazy frog himself. Just, I what a what a good use of um, uh, natural resources, of electronics, and yep. mm-hmm. plastic, and yep. uh, time, and yes. uh, and and the the soundscape. The soundscape, <laughs> the resource of soundscape. <laughs> How any any results, June? Sorry, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. It's like, did you know? Oh, you know what? I might, I might save this for the other podcast. All right, if everyone. If you want to hear, if you want to hear Crazy Frog history, um, <laughs> tune in. Tune in. Oh boy! If you want to hear more about video games and not Crazy Frog, and especially not <laughs> his penis, then you're in the right place. <laughs> um, this is the Mini Map Cast. We're going to talk about the games we've been playing. We're going to talk about uh, questions that need answering. Oh, I, I, oh, I, okay, hang on. 
This is the Minimap Cast. We're going to talk about games. We're going to answer some questions. We're going to talk about E3 coming up next week and the stuff that Jeremy's been doing for the site, um, which should also mention the site has just been recently refreshed. It looks great again and still, but better. Because uh, Jeremy's been doing <laughs> lots of hard work on it. It definitely looks better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so go check, go have a look at the site. Go check out what we've got there. Uh, it was a good excuse for uh, Jeremy and I. Um, I know we were talking about it, but looking at back at like old stuff that we wrote um, a while ago, like that old Red Dead article I wrote about it being mm. a good co-op game. That's just good stuff up on that on that site. You should go look at yeah. it. Uh, if you want to support the website, uh, a positive rating would be greatly appreciated on the podcast service that you choose to listen to this on. Or if you're feeling particularly generous, uh, any other podcast uh, website that you want to not listen to this on, if you just go over there and give it a positive rating, that would be awesome as well. But only if you've got the time and the inclination. I understand that's a bit of an ask. Um, uh, you can also support... Uh, the website and the show monetarily at patreon.com slash minimapau if you choose to do so. Uh, and just also wanted to say before we get into it that uh, the music for the Minimap cast uh, is provided by Shook. It's the Moog Model D improv from their YouTube channel. And you can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. What do we want to start with? I don't know. What do we want to start with, host? <laughs> I think we should start with Jeremy with the single game on his list. That's right. One, only one game on Jeremy's list for the week. Uh, only one game on Jeremy's list for the week. That does not mean that I've only played one game. That means there's a bunch of games that I've played that I can't talk about at the moment. Um, Which, hey, is a pretty cool place to be. <laughs> that, that, that's actually pretty fun. Um, the, the one game I can talk about um, is Ratchet and Clank Rift of Fart. Uh, rift, 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 rift apart. Um, uh, so I, the, 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 I actually found out recently that, um, that, that <laughs> uh, see, see what happened is I thought about, I made a tweet about, about a month ago, which was like, I only just realized that rift, uh, rift apart is a, is a play on rift apart. And I thought about that tweet the moment before I said the name of this game. Um, and I went, oh no, don't fuck it up. <laughs> anyway. I'm glad you had that thought to yourself. <laughs> yes. Um, I have been playing uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart um, as uh, part of um, uh, Dash Gamers coverage. Um, if you want to listen to Dash and I's impressions on that game, you can check out uh, his website dashgamer.com um, he's going to have a review up, up on that game very soon PlayStation provided us with that game thank you very much to them um, so I've been playing it I, I, only, I only got to start playing it this morning um, because I got a DM from Dash last night which actually was it was like 2am and I get a <laughs> message from him which is like hey you up and I'm like what the <laughs> fuck is going on and it's like I got Ratchet and Clank code like do you want to like do you want to like download it and play it before we record um so yes I, I've been playing it for Dash Gamer um but I can talk about it here because by the time it's going to go up um the game will be out anyway um so what a game I've, I've, I've only played three hours. I'm about four worlds in, um, the first one being like a very introductory, like mission world. And then the rest are like Ratchet and Clank worlds. Um, 
I'm a gigantic Ratchet and Clank fan. Like I, Ratchet and Clank is like one of the series that I grew up on. Um, I've played all of them. I've beaten all of them, aside from the multiplayer one. Um, and also, you're tall. Massive Ratchet and Clank. All right, I thought it was. Go on. Oh, okay. Gracious. <laughs> 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 sorry, sorry. Oh, I won't do that again. Swing in the mist, there, my friend. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, <laughs> it's <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. What is going on um, today? I don't know. It's, it's really good. It is an absolutely stunning <laughs> game. Um, it is, we were talking about it earlier. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that this might be the best looking game on the console at the moment. Um, it is truly, truly gorgeous. Um, the environments are so rich and lush and detailed and vibrant. Like the colors that are happening on this on this game is so they're so striking, um, and like the particle effects and like the technical effects and the animations and characters like they're so so well done. Um, they've obviously put so much work into it, and it really comes through into this like gorgeous alien world. Um, there's a lot of fantastic throwbacks to the old games, not in a way that feels forced, but in a way that's like, hey, these aliens from the previous games just exist in this universe. And so like, they're just there. Um, there's the, there's Goons for Lest, which is a takeoff of Thugs for Less from Ratchet and Clank 2. Um, Skid Marks is, sorry, Skid McMarks is back from Ratchet and Clank 3 and 1, which is great. Um, there's like uh, like enemies from one, two, and three. There's like uh, every now and again. There's like th- there's locations from the PS3 games in there as well. So that they're they're bringing from from their entire history. Um, Nefarious is the villain, the like one of the best villains, honestly. Just like so funny and enjoyable to watch. I um, absolutely love that in, um, like they 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 kind of. When you think about the first villains in in their first three games, it's what Drek, who's pretty forgettable. Yeah, like like Drek uh, is funny because that game is like capitalism critique, but like yeah. then two is a, two. Like a it's big like monster. it's like a scientist who's actually Quark, and then this like, and then it's, yeah, it's just a big like Furby thing that becomes really big, and it's a good story, but it's not a great villain. And yeah, then they yeah. have Nefarious in three, and it's just been like he's been in every game since. Yeah. <laughs> and like I'm not sick of him, which I think is maybe the funniest thing. Like they they found like the most stereotypical evil villain scientist who's also bumbling and stupid and mm. and egomaniacal and has got like you know a tragic backstory, but also like he's still like a gigantic asshole anyway. Um, it, it he's just he's just excellent um so the, the 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 big thing about this game is um there's like these rifts they're like dimensions that are that are breaking apart um and so both uh, in story you are traveling to different uh like a a different dimension um through a narrative and also there are little tears in reality which you can use in um in game as both mobility additions to you like when you're when you're in like a a fighting area you can get to another position um or you sometimes have to use them to get to other locations in in more of the platforming sections um they're that they are static it's just like like teleporting basically from point a to point b by just like basically pulling that dimension towards you and hopping through it um and it shows off like the 
some of the more technical parts of that game, which is like part of like the the PS5 like initial showcase of of what you can do with this console. That this was a big part of it because um, you are dimension swapping very quickly, which means assets need to be loaded in very quickly, which shows off how fast their processor and their uh, solid state drive is. Um, it, it's it's honestly just like a delightful game. I I don't have a single negative thing to say about it. Only positives. The weapons are really fun. I've got a I've got a gun that um shoots out water sprinklers, and the water sprinklers then cover enemies, uh, and they look like topiaries. Um, and they are they are like frozen while they are hedges and prone to damage, um, which is really funny. Um, have they brought any of the old guns? There are a few. Uh, like, there's like the classic like bomb glove and like regular pistols and stuff. Um, there are a few um, returning ones. Like, it, it's a Russian clan game. It's gonna have a rhino. Um, they have yep. already spoiled what the rhino is in this game on their social media. I would recommend I would recommend avoiding it because it's actually really cool. Um, if you're planning on playing this game. Um, the but like they're sort of doing some remixes on some stuff too. So like the the zircons, like the the little droids that follow you around and taunt the enemies. In this one, um, the, the your vendors where you get your weapons and your armor and stuff um, is a Mrs. Zircon, um, <laughs> which is like the the wife or the mother of of Mr. Zircon. Um, and then I've gotten to a part where I'm at a bar, um, which is like a, it's like a villain bar and the, the bartender is one Mr. Zircon. Um, but because of the different dimension, um, you go up to him and Mr. Zircon was always like angry and like, it's time to die, silly, evil rope creatures or robots. Like, and he was very like, he loved death and he would laugh at people dying and all that stuff. Um, in this one, you go up to him and I'm like, oh, it's Zircon. And he goes, namaste. Peace <laughs> 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 I just burst out laughing. He's like really zen and like, <laughs> it's really, really funny. Um like and like Rusty Pete from the from the previous games is in it, but he's been all remixed as well. And so Skid, um, this is this is very very early on. Um, Skid McMarks from the previous games, who's like this idiot surfer dude who like in number three he he makes his own um code name called Shadow Dude, and everybody he doesn't respond unless someone calls him Shadow Dude. Um, in this, he's like actually like a badass and goes by the name like the Phantom or something. Um, and it's but like they don't mention the Shadow Dude thing at all, but they're totally like like playing on it. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of like celebration for that series inside this game um, in a way that doesn't feel forced, but feels genuinely celebratory of like PlayStation's longest series at this point, almost like aside from. Like a Gran Turismo came out roughly the same time. Um, uh, before, because not- Ratchet is a PS2 series, so anything that was on PS1, basically. Oh, sure, yeah. Ratchet. Yeah. But a lot of those um, aren't, like, Crash isn't PlayStation anymore. and No. And, and, like, and a lot of ones, you know, have had, you know, like, breaks of, like, a decade at times. Like, Ratchet has been, you know, it, its biggest drought was the PS4 era where they brought out like a very popular Ratchet and Clank game and a movie. Um, so, you know, it's like, it, it's good to see them still um, like treat that series with a, like a, a, a genuine level of respect and love. Um, so it's been really great. Also, Mark Mothersbaugh is the composer um, who is one of the, the founder of Devo um, and also the composer for Thor Ragnarok. 
Oh, um, oh, I see. Like, I, I'm here now. It, it's Hello. Good. Yeah, it's it's real good. There's a lot of like good, like kind of like funky sort of beats, which is what Ratchet and Clank has had like for most of its life. Um, it's 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 quite good. Excellent. Uh, so like three hours in, there's a bunch of new stuff in there. Obviously, people are going to play it. Um, yeah. I guess I, I, I like Rivet as well. Um, the the new character. Um, the 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 alternate dimension the alternate dimension female Lombax, um, she's she's really quite good. Jennifer Hale does a great job um, at uh, bringing her to life, um, and she's got some really cool um, uh, like uh, narrative threads, which which I'm interested to see where they go. That's cool. Do you think it's worth buying a PS5 for at this stage? I I think I mean like it's hard to get one anyway, so like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what's worth seven hundred fifty dollars. Um, <laughs> I, I think yeah, or six hundred. Um, I I think that if you have a PS five, you should get this game. I think if I think at this point now there is enough PS five stuff that makes it like worth it. Like between this, between Spider Man, between Demon Souls, between like a handful of other PS five games, Returnal even. Um, there, Astro there's Bot. now Astrobot definitely. Um, like the, the 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 console is now starting to feel like home, I guess. Like it it's it, like it feels like that they that there's a reason for it to properly like be existing at this point. And honestly, Ratchet is a giant part of that. Um, by the end of the year, with another Horizon game, hopefully, um, that then that'll that'll be solidified at that point. So I think I think my biggest question from that then becomes: have, having played a lot more Returnal over the last week. Um, I was, I was looking at this game and I'm like, this game feels great and they do a, neat stuff with the triggers and stuff like that. But also it's made by Housemark. It's, and it is a PS5 exclusive, but I look at it and I'm like, this could run on a PS4. They could, sure. they could tweak yeah. this to run on a PS4. Do you yep. get the feeling like this could easily be, could have been adapted to PS4 or maybe was adapted to PS5? Like, what do you think is the... I guess what I'm saying so like, is, I, yeah, is I, I this a next-gen Ratchet, Ratchet game or is it just a Ratchet game that happens to be on PS5? It is a next-gen Ratchet game, but I think that they have gone out of their way to use things. Like, there is a version of this game that can exist on the PS4, but it is not the same version of this game. Um, it is an altered version. Um, okay, okay. The, 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 like, there are sequences which definitely showcase stuff that you would only be able to do on PS5, mostly like asset streaming um, stuff. Uh, like the the hard drive that's in the the PS4 wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, but there is a version of this game which is still excellent, which could still run on the PS4. Um, but it, that is a different version of that game. Um, not having load times um, in this game is just like it's it's. I'm still not used to it. Um, and they do a lot of the, the a lot of the great stuff that Spider Man PS4 does, which is like you'll go from cutscene to gameplay immediately um there's no transition from something that is being rendered in a scene to uh entering like a gameplay scene um it is seamless and i don't know if you can do that on the ps4 either i know they did with spider-man but to this extent um it's uh like just so impressive um so i think sure there is a way to retool this game to make it a ps4 game but that is not the game that exists currently okay cool i think that's do you think it ever will no um, like they're bringing the new Horizon, the new God of War, and the new Gran Turismo to PS4, and they're not bringing this to PS4. Um, which means it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen. 
Mm. I feel like it's kind of a shame because Ratchet and Clank's always been a game that's for like a a very wide range of people. Like yeah. it, it can mm-hmm. be, you know, it can be um, recommended for younger kids as well as older people. Yeah. Instead of stopping that kind of sucks, but well. Yeah, like it, you know, like this would be like you know, more adults than than kids are going to have PS uh, PS fives at the moment, um, and so like it it is it is a shame that they they are going to miss out on one of the two Ratchet and Clank games that have come out in the past decade, six years, yeah, yeah. Um, like less than a decade because there were there were there were PS three ones coming out pretty late, um, but like yeah, like pretty like. Actually, no. Getting getting close to a decade, I guess, at this point, because the, the the PS4 came out in twenty thirteen. Um, so, like, it is a shame that they're going to miss out on half of the Ratchet and Clank output um, over the past seven years. Um, but like, I I do think this is a a genuine PlayStation Five game. Um, so it's been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to. It'll be done by next time I I um, am recording. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. Do you know how many hours it is yet? Uh, I read a, a review saying that it was around fifteen for like a completionist run, fifteen twenty okay. for a completionist run. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, which I'm assuming means you'll probably beat the game in about eight hours, mm. nine hours. Like the longest run is always the first one you do. Yeah, and then it's challenge run, and yeah. Oh, so at that point, the game becomes much faster. I'm, uh, You're also, gonna get it. Also, sick, I, uh, uh, yes, I am. I am. I, I've I've pre-ordered it just so I can pick it up uh, quickly on Friday. Um, I'm just excited for because you know we mentioned the PS4 game, and I'm just excited that there's this is this is a new Ratchet game. It feels like for the yeah. first one in ages. Yeah, uh, you were saying, Jeremy. Oh, I was just gonna say like it, there's 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 a few other things in in this as well, which I I, I just really wanted to um, shout out. Yeah, one, yeah. the accessibility options in this is like like off the charts great um like tons of options and stuff um there is like um some like fidelity mode so there's like a 60 fps mode which is like straight 60 there's a 60 fps mode with ray tracing which is how i've been playing um and i think the way to play because you get those sweet sweet reflections as well as a really solid high frame rate um and then there's a fidelity mode which is 30 fps but runs at 4k um you can tell the difference between the the 4k mode and the and the 60 fps mode in this one um but uh, the 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 extra thirty frames that you get from a sixty fps with race racing still like it's like I think it is the way to go. It's like the perfect middle ground. Um, it's it's a f- fucking stunning look looking game and like the added like reflections, um, especially like on Clank, um, are really really good. Well, sweet. Yeah, no, I'm stoked to I'm stoked to give it a go. Um, it's it's pretty amazing that. Insomniac, a have released this so fast after Miles, absolutely, which came out so quickly after the first Spider Man. It was less than it was like fifteen months from Spider Man to Miles, and it's been like yep. seven since Miles to this, yep. which is not. It's it's. Let, let me put it this way: it's been less than two years since the first Spider Man game came out. Yeah, and they've got three games. And they're all stunning. Some of them yep. next gen exclusives and absolute technical showpieces. Um, but it's it's so awesome that Insomniac has also managed to unlock that sixty FPS ray tracing mode um, through whatever technical wizardry they've had to pull out. Um, yeah. Because you know that's the biggest 
as, as much as I don't necessarily agree with this argument, it is definitely one that's out there. Um, and, you know, Jeremy and I have had this conversation with um, a friend of the show, Ollie, who's like, I don't want to have to choose between having fancy whiz-bang graphics or a solid frame rate. I would like to have both if I'm going to be buying a next-gen console. And it's like the reality of the situation is that ray tracing is not that inexpensive from a performance standpoint that you can have both in most circumstances. But Insomniac have have optimized everything to such an such a point that it's a an uncompromised experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and fantastic. Like, it's also not the only thing that they brought from Spider-Man as well. Like the, there's there's like there's a couple like additional like mobility things that you can do in the game as well. Like you can dash in this game, um which mm. is really fun. Um as well as there's like a sprint button. <laughs> Oh. In, in Ratchet and Clank? Because um, you, don't, you don't actually move that much faster when you press it, so I wonder if that button's going to turn into, like, charge boots or something like that. Um, but at the moment, if I click in the left stick while I'm running, like, it, Ratchet will run faster. It won't be able to shoot. Um, and it's really weird. Um, but you can see them bringing that stuff across from Spider-Man, um, which, is, which is great um, because, uh, you know, like, a lot of the Spider-Man stuff was actually brought across from sunset overdrive um yeah and so you can see them learning from their from their projects as as time goes on um also did you see that they re brought out the fucking sunset overdrive social media account to do ratchet promotion no i didn't that's funny (laughs) The, the mascot for sunset overdrive is like I think in the game of Ratchet and Clank as like a you can like there's like a dimension gun and you can bring it through as like an attack which is really weird. Um, <laughs> I wonder if that. I wonder if that means they're looking at bringing back that franchise that no one cares about or likes. I think there's been some scuttlebutt about them releasing it on PlayStation. Um, yeah, but it, it's if pretty... they release it on PlayStation, I'll play it because I was always interested in it. Yeah, when it was me on too. Xbox. So I, so was I until I played it, and then I went, "Oh, this isn't really isn't very good." <laughs> That's that's actually a good segue. I did. I didn't write it down here, but I did play a couple of hours of Sunset Overdrive this last week, and I was always the same. You know, I was like, "Oh, I really want to play this, but it's only on Xbox." Um, And then it was on Game Pass and on PC, but apparently it wasn't that good, so I waited a bit. But I installed it the other day. I only played a couple of hours. I haven't been too enthused to go back to it, but it's fun. It's good. The weapons are very silly. Um, It's almost got like a Saints Row vibe to it in like the menu. Um, and like. And just sort of the the sort of weird cartoony but grown up adult everyone's swearing aesthetic. It's a bit it's mm. it's weird. Um, it's definitely something different, which I think is not to be uh, uh, understated. I guess. Yeah, totally. Um, and like, and it was like that game was born out of um, Insomniac going, "Hey, we want to make a game that we can own and control." Um, and so they yeah. went to Microsoft because Microsoft were like, "Yeah, if you want to make this game, we'll let you um, retain the rights to the IP." Because um, at that point. And like I still going forward, I guess Sony were like, if you make a game with us, like we want to own the IP. Um, and then yeah. Sony just circumvented that by buying the entire studio. Just bought them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fucking part in um in Inception when they're trying to they're trying to buy buy out a plane um to make yeah. sure that no one that like that in, no strangers are going to be on this plane. And the billionaire in that in that movie is like, I bought the airline. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they look at him and he goes, it seemed cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty it's it's, it's yeah it's good yeah. it's interesting i i do hope they they bring it to playstation just because i just get a few more eyes on it but i don't know how mm-hmm. much well 
more well it will be received. I think it, I think it lives pretty firmly in that seven point five camp, which yeah. is a fine like, place to be. Uh, sure, totally. And you know, like I don't need a sequel to it. <laughs> yeah, I could I could do with an improved sequel. Yeah. I'd rather just have <laughs> Spider-Man is the thing. Like they already have that game, but better, and that's yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so that that's Jeremy's one game. Um I have something that I'm playing before its release date as well, sort of. Um I'm gonna be doing some uh video work for Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate this coming week. Um specifically, specifically. uh episode intermission the new dlc for <laughs> final fantasy sorry you're right i should say the full title final fantasy 7 remake integrate intermission episode intermission <laughs> i'm so glad final fantasy has become kingdom hearts i'm so glad <laughs> um so that's, hey, that's new... really exciting though yeah no it's sweet it's sweet it's a uh, it's the new two episode arc with featuring yuffie the ninja something there's maybe a, a, a epilogue episode after that i don't know i haven't been able to play it yet i've had the code for about um 36 hours and the only thing that's unlocked so far is the ps5 upgrade to the main game but Mm. the the dlc is totally locked it's just not available so no more is still programming it it'll be out soon (laughs) yeah but the embargo is up uh before this comes out so i can talk about my impressions of at least the uh remake uh i was only able to play from the start my saves couldn't transfer because regions and whatnot um holy hell is this game gorgeous it's so it's so pretty like Mm -hmm. so the it is very similar to this conversation we're having ratchet and clank right where it's like oh i could run this at i could run this 4k 30 i don't have anything 4k so i generally don't tend to do that or i could run it on the performance setting aiming for a 60 fps target it's so nice with the improved frame rate. It's so, so nice. Like, I, I can't understate how much of a difference it makes in this game in particular, where there's so many particle, particle effects going on in combat and the animations are so meticulous and um, to such a high quality. Like, the animations in this game through cutscenes, gameplay, are really, really top-notch. Um, and they're really accentuated and, and improved even further, uh, at least to enjoy by the enhanced frame rate. So um, anyone who has the game on PS4 and a PS5 but didn't get it through PlayStation Plus, anyone who's eligible for that free upgrade, absolutely get on it. Or if you find, like, I think EB's got the, the PS4 game for, like, 48 bucks pre-owned, buy it buy it one time and then have it ready for whenever you can put it into a PS5 because it's that good. It's really, really excellent. Yep. Um, the the load times were a real... They weren't a problem in the original because it'd be like you'd load it to the chapter and that would take a while, but it would be okay once you were in there. Mm. Um, like most games were, I think, by the end of that generation. Same with like Last of Us 2, you know, like a sure. big like two-minute load and then not again for ages. Um, it's instant. It's 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 like less than two seconds. You like press play and you're in. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm not ready for this. <laughs> you don't see any of the loading screens and the flavor text. It's just, it's just not even not even there. The one when you start like the main menu in the left, it's there's like a little thing that says loading. Please do not turn off the console. It's there for like three frames. <laughs> it's like <"Bloop!" laughs> and then it's gone. Um, so really quick to just to jump in, I've yeah, been no, noticing that while playing Mass Effect on the Xbox. 
Um, oh, right. There's there's so many there's so many moments for dialogue in elevators, which were loading t- screens back in the original game, and now it's just like I'm like listening to this dialogue with a little prompt at the bottom right saying if you want to skip it just press x um <laughs> and but and you can tell what was loading screens or not in that um and like now it's all gone um yeah and do you simil- think that's do you think that's it's kind of sad because like i don't know some of the loading the loading screen stuff for I don't know, like looking at acid, like, you know, in Skyrim when yeah. the, the loading screens would take ages and you would look at the dragon for like five minutes. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking, I'm going to miss that kind of stuff, I think, because well, that's what I, I was thinking. When else am I going to go get a drink? Exactly. And that's what I was thinking with Ratchet and Clank because they used to have, you know, like, like the ships flying. Yeah. yeah. Non-existent. Non-existent that's at kind all. Of, it's sad. It's sad. I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't care about loading screens anyway. Like they don't bother me. So... It, like I don't know. yes, but not having them at all, like it still wows me. Like going yeah. into like Demon Souls and just being able to go to another zone and my yeah. character to just disappear and reappear like almost instantly into the into the next zone. Like it's just mind blowing. Yeah. But I feel like you know if if you you only you know, you only notice that because it's like not there. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, you know, yeah. if it wasn't there, like you wouldn't know, like you wouldn't notice that it's, I don't know. Like it doesn't, I don't, I think it's just very. Yeah. I think it's, or I think it was made like, of focus. Sorry, sorry. Go on. I won't interrupt you. No, that's no, okay. I'm done. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't see the point. You're, you're bittersweet about it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or maybe just bitter. I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm not. I just don't have really an opinion either way. I just think that like it's kind of an unnecessary reason to be excited for or something. Right, that's fair enough. I, like I don't, I don't understand why. And it is you would like be excited about that, especially with like a game like Spider Man, for example, which the loading screens for fast traveling in that were really cute little vignettes of Spider Man doing something silly, um, which I, I never saw anyway because I never fast traveled in that game because I liked the traversal <laughs> too much. But like when they were there, they were like really great. And then what they added for the PS5 version of Miles was a button saying like, "Are you done loading?" Um, and so you'd hit that button and then it would take you to the next spot so you could at least look at it for a little bit. Mm. Um, and yeah. I think you could turn it off entirely in a settings, I want to say, or I something. Think you, you could, could, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like th- there is a there is a part of games which is almost about to be eclipsed in terms of its need, um, mm. which games have evolved for a long time to try and make this like as enjoyable and palatable as possible. Um and, you know, a lot of games didn't ever do that. Some games are just like the word loading with it, like a, a fucking percentage that would go up. Um, and, I, you know, I, I will I will shed no lost tears for those. But like, yeah. you know, for like... The, the creative um, solutions. Yeah, yeah. For, you know, like while it was never interesting running around a grid in Assassin's Creed while the game was loading was something um yeah. <laughs> you know like you would be doing something so i don't know I, I i do understand where you're coming from june i think for me what i noticed yesterday when i was playing through the start of uh seven again um i got tired a bit faster you know what i mean i couldn't yeah. i couldn't clock clock out for a minute right. while it loaded the next chapter Check um, Twitter, you know and like if you i feel like if you're doing a hard section and you die and like you and you're frustrated, I feel like you know learning screens give you a chance to like, oh okay, it's fine, we can do it again. Don't yeah. stress. 
Whereas yeah. like, I don't know, you just don't get any of that break or, you know, I think they give you a chance to like get up and have a stretch or whatever. Yeah, for sure. But, um, I, I think I agree. Those like the, the, the loading screens when you respawn, I think are quite good. Um, like it's, it's a bit jarring when it's like, well, back into it immediately. Well, back into it immediately. Well, back into yeah. it immediately. Like Jeremy was saying with Returnal, like when you die in Returnal, the loading's so quick, but also the way they do it, you die. There's like three really quick flashes of like, that's kind of how they how they tell some of their stories, like flashes of Celine's memories. And then you're back and you're at the start of your next run immediately. It's like five mm -hmm. seconds. Um, mm -hmm. And that's really relentless. Um, I think what I'm most excited for in terms of like streamlined loading is the stuff where they get to cut the bullshit out which you see a lot of in final fantasy 7 or in um horizon that i've been playing recently or in god of war that i've been playing recently the classic squeeze beside the wall in uncharted you know like yeah. the 30 seconds and no one's talking and no one's doing anything or maybe there's a bit of dialogue and then and then you walk up past that bit and then kratos has got to lift a big boulder and everyone climbs under it and then you squeeze through a tiny and you're like okay i get it they're really loading a big environment here because it's taking yeah. me like 90 seconds of just clambering um getting rid of that stuff i think i'm i'm most excited for the way they can then start to develop each map and it's less about like loading screens per se um yeah. uh so yeah as back, well back as, to um sorry oh like it's just like like final thought like as well as jumping into a game um from like the from the start menu um, being able oh, yeah, to like enter with, a game uh, almost immediately, well, like, like even like even not quick resume, like even Miles Morales, you know, like you'd have like the logo, you'd have Miles on the train, and then like within like I want to say twenty five seconds, you'd be into the game. Um, that that level of not having a loading screen um, is great for like. Oh, like I feel like playing a game, but like sometimes, you know, like Destiny, for example, like I have to log in, I have to connect to the servers, I have to choose my character, then I have to connect to the servers again. Um, whereas in a game like, you know, um, what's a good example? Like, like, you know, like, like, like Miles Morales, you know, you want to jump in, you're there in 30 seconds. Um, or even like getting a notification saying, hey, Kerry beat my time in fucking Astro Bot Rescue Mission. Um, sorry, in Astro's Playroom. Being able to hit that button and enter that level immediately, like that's wild. Yeah. That's absolutely wild. So yeah, it's, I think it's more the creative solutions that people can make with that, that new ability, I think is what I'm most excited for. Yeah, that's true. Think about it from that perspective. Um, so uh, with Final Fantasy... Um, It just, Jeremy, you know how you're like, oh, you're going to replay the game again. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I played it through twice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know I was right. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to play through the whole thing again. I think I'm going <laughs> to, but fair. I really, really, really enjoyed playing it from the start yesterday. Um, going through and seeing all the cutscenes, um, and not skipping through them and really listening to them for the first time in a, in a while um, was really good. But all that scene setting as well is so impressive. The characters, mm -hmm. like all of Barrett's ranting in the first mission. I, I enjoyed Jesse's performance way more this time around for, I don't know, no particular reason. I have no idea why. I always found her a bit annoying in the first time I played last year. Um, and it really just hammers home how I, I, I think it's, a, it's, it's close to a masterpiece, this game. Like it, yeah. not, not in all aspects, but a lot of them mesh together so well the cinem the cinematics of 
um, of the incredible score, the absolutely like jaw dropping, incredible score blending in with the, the, um, the cutscene moments of each boss scene as you go from each phase to the next one to the next one, a phase flawlessly and keep you engaged so much. And then a, a scored so well to the individual beats of each cutscene as well. Oh, this game, it, it's such, it's so good. And the pacing is yeah. really good as well. Like you could just, mm-hmm. Jeremy and I were talking about this uh, yesterday. It was like, you could just sink your teeth into it for hours, be lost in it, not have demolished the whole thing. Still have a bit more to go. You can ignore some of the side missions if you want to get through it faster. It gets a bit drawn out towards the end, but Oh, I it's it's nice to revisit this game and I'm excited to get to the DLC. It's honestly a game that should not be nearly as good as what it is, considering yeah. that it's a remake of one of the most loved games in like of all time. Um a version of that game that um you know Final Fantasy 7 was the first 3D game that that like studio put out that in that series. Um now this is, you know, what is it, 20 years later? Um, more. More now? Right. Um, it's a game that got announced in 2014 or 15, one of the two. Um, didn't come out until 2020. Um, has changed gameplay styles dramatically. Is only like a fraction of the actual story of Final Fantasy VII is a retelling in a different lens of that same story um, is directed by like the same lunatic who created the, the first of the, who created it for the first time. Um, and it works on like essentially every single level that like the, the, these games don't exist. This yeah. doesn't happen. Like usually it falls apart. Usually it's like, Oh, I can see what they were trying and it didn't quite work. Usually it's, this was obviously had too many producers on it or something like that. None of that is there. It is such a cohesive um, game. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's a treat. It's it's just an absolute treat. And look, it's not for everyone. You know, like I've recommended this to, someone, to one of my work colleagues before. And, um, and he's someone at the moment who, uh, you know, we're, we're in the middle of our two week lockdown in Melbourne at the moment. We're about to, come to the end of it thankfully um our case is coming under control again but um the way he's been dealing with that is he's just literally only been playing minecraft every day with friends <laughs> for, for like hours on end and and i was talking to him about it and he was like i just want to i don't want to do anything productive i kind of just want to waste time <laughs> and he's like i don't want to commit to a to a game right now when i played the, the start of this game when you recommended it to me i was like okay this is good but i, I really have to like sit down to it i'm like yeah look that's fair you it it's one that you do want to kind of commit to and like i was saying before with with the, like, the lack of loading and how good the cutscenes are and how cinematic it was i did start feeling a bit overdrawn in terms of my concentration i felt like i had to give it a break um even though i had like more time that day and stuff like that so uh, I, you know, it's, 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 it's not always going to scratch that itch, but if, if, if that itch is there to scratch, oh boy, what, what a time. <laughs> oh boy. What a back scratcher of a game. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great description. That's awesome. <laughs> You're going to go back and play a tune? Um, I feel like I put it in my machine the other day and then didn't play it. So like, uh-huh. Maybe. Great. <laughs> I've obviously had the thought. Yeah. So, 
Because you, you um, basically got up to, like, the slums, right? And, like, near Tinker's yeah, Bar. Yeah, I was on a bike versing that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah. <laughs> that's, um, not, that's not the strongest <laughs> moment in that game. Maybe the worst um, part. Yeah, in hard mode, you could just skip it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I will. I think it's just, like, a very... Um, yeah, it's, it's a commitment that I'm not prepared to yeah. make just yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think one of the things that gets me better as well, and I'm going to stop talking about it in a second, I promise, but is it's kind of a cinematic quality. It's, it's, it's on par with the cinematic quality of a Naughty Dog game at times, quite frequently, mm-hmm. like more than 50% of the time, um, except it's a 40-hour game. <laughs> And that's yeah. fun. That's fun to have something that's that everlasting but high it's, quality. It's it's good. Like I can really see like how exciting it would be to be 20 hours into that game and be really loving it and knowing that you have so much content still to come. Yeah. Like, you know, you know when you you, you play a game that you really love and you know you you want to keep playing it but you don't want to keep playing it because you don't want it to end. Yeah. Yes. I feel like when you when you're like that and you're still only halfway through and you've still got 20 hours to go, I feel like that's that'd be the the best point, but mm. I think getting to that stage and is like, not the question. Yeah, like, and I was talking to Kerry about this the other day because we were talking about how we played this game because we similarly to how we played The Last of Us Two, which was Kerry like took it sort of like over methodical chunks over a reasonable period of time, and what I did was play uh, play that game for about three days, stop for about a week, and then play half of it in like a day and a half. Um, which was a fucking stupid thing to do. Um, I think I did the same thing with Final Fantasy VII, um, where like I I played a bit at the beginning and then I took a few days off from playing it. I think just because I was really busy at work at that point, and then I think I, I think I beat like half of that game in two days, where I was just like I just like sat down and played until it was too late, and then I went to sleep, and then I woke up and I w- played, and then I finished it that night, and it was like. It is really rare for me to melt into a game like that, to really just like sit into something that was that both gripping, but also like, like it, it really like the amount of padding that it gives you to fall into the world, I think, I think is, is very deliberate as well. Like you can, you can be as interested in that world as you would like or not and you will still have a really good time. Whereas like if you, you know, if you have that extra interest to go to the side characters, find out a bit more about what's going on with some of the other characters that are around, they give you enough and not too much of that, that you feel like you're being overwhelmed with books of useless story. Um, it's, it's an, it's a completely character driven game. Um, it is a extremely character focused game. Um, and they, they, are full of character archetypes, um, but in ways that makes those archetypes have good, fun, interesting interactions, and you get to explore um, that along the way in a way that's very rewarding to do, um, which is like really rare to find. Um, and it 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 brought me back to like playing PS2 games like on a rainy day like that like a mood like that's really what that game threw me into in a way that I was not expecting um so I kind of I want that for me so bad oh my god <laughs> yeah like um my housemate has been playing Monster Hunter like you know every day for the mm. last like week yeah 
and um, I'll like go to the bathroom in the morning, and she'll be in the den like at like eight a.m. like under blankets. It yeah. feels like I was telling her it makes me feel like you know when um, on the weekends you'd wake up like really early before your parents so you could get more time in playing yeah. video games. Yep. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the kind of vibe that it mm-hmm. <laughs> reminds me of, like all tucked under the dunas and stuff. It's like especially oh, because of how cold I, it's I been want, in Melbourne. I want that. Yeah, maybe I'll yeah. maybe I'll take my PS5 to bed tonight and bring a monitor and just set it up like <laughs> I did with Final Fantasy last year as well. It's like, perfect weather for it, also. Oh yeah, it yes. it's been literally raining all day. This is this is my favorite climate yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah I, I love it. I was talking to my housemate earlier today because he's also a huge Ratchet and Clank fan, and he was at work while I was playing it for the majority of today. Um, and I was like, I I don't really and like I can. Because of the way I've got that game at the moment, uh, he can't play it without me. Um, uh, I, and I was like, I'm recording like two, maybe three podcasts today, so I'm not going to be around until later. He's like, okay, you want to stay up too late to play Ratchet and Clank? I'm like, yes, <laughs> are you kidding? <laughs> and then just before That's he left cool. my room, I was like, what year is it? And he's like, it's great. I'm like, it's so good. <laughs> uh, now we're, we're a bit of a ways into the episode. Um, what say we throw... I don't know. I could just whip through mine, but we've also got to let, let's th- let's do the question corner now, and then we'll come back to what the, the rest of what we've been playing. Uh, so, so sure. we've had the new releases, and then the other end of the stuff here as well. So I've got sure. another three games written here. <laughs> um, not none, no, no big ones there, but stuff I do want to talk to. Um, are we ready for the? Are we ready for the question? Yeah, you want to hear it? Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, what is your personal favorite? guitar hero moment yeah so like when do you remember playing it for the first time or like uh, yeah yeah so, like i don't know just like memorable memorable moments that you've had with guitar hero yeah i'm excited for this one i've got a bunch of just random guitar hero memories it's gonna be hard for me to like filter them down to like the best <laughs> but we'll see uh everyone have a think we will too and we'll be right back Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We've been thinking about our fondest Guitar Hero memories. I can't wait to hear who's going to bring up Guitar Hero Live. Uh, Dune, what's the question for the week? Um, what is your... What is... <laughs> what? What is... What? <laughs> what is your most memorable Guitar Hero moment? I just don't know why Jeremy decided to pick this particular podcast to start eating cheese slices in the middle of them. It's just... <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's too many! You've got, you've got a fucking stack, like a pamphlet stack. <laughs> oh, who wants to go first? Uh, I can go, I can go first-ish. You go yeah, first, go ahead. you go first. Oh my god. Okay, so um Guitar Hero was introduced to me at my dad's house when we were living with his partner at the time and her children who were older than me. Um <laughs> Sorry, were older than me, as if like <laughs> now now you have eclipsed them in age. <laughs> yeah, well they they, they stayed as they were and I have ascended. Um Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um and so 
uh, my then stepsister's uh, boyfriend at the time brought his Xbox 360 around in Guitar Hero 2. And I was like, oh, this is cool, and played it and got better at it. I don't know. That was that was fun because we were just like passed around to each other and some were better than others. And that was the, the first time playing Guitar Hero and starting from easy and working your way up to normal and hard and stuff like that. That progression was really fun. You know, and like getting better, going back through the songs and they get faster on the on the track, but and there's more notes. The learning of Guitar Hero is really satisfying. Um, but for me, the first one I owned, all of my Guitar Heroes that I owned were on Wii, which is not a great future-proof uh, way of going about things, but it was all I had at the time. But <laughs> as like a reward for studying and practicing for my grade two AMEB clarinet exam, in grade six when I was 12 uh, was the, uh, well, my reward was to get Guitar Hero 3 for Wii. And I did. And it was sick. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. 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 Like I finished my exam and I came out and like my brother met me cause he was, you know, he like, he, he had to drive me to the, the examination place and I think he just like had it with him and he just like gave it to me oh, then and there. And I'm that's like, so that's so exciting. Yeah. And I'm outside my, I was at, it was at my high school, but I wasn't at that high school yet. So my future high school, I'm just standing in this courtyard with guitar hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's, it's weird. Like I don't have that many, cause when I really like Guitar Hero, and I think of song, songs fondly, but the Guitar Hero moments I think of are ones that have next to nothing to do with the game. Like, the other one I have is when I got Guitar Hero 4, which, and mum uh, and dad for Christmas, they got me the whole kit with the drum kit and the, and the thing and the other guitar. But uh, for Christmas that year, we were spending it up at my uncle's, which is in New South Wales. It was like a 10-hour drive from here. So Dan and mum had to figure out a way to, like, unpack that box so they could like pack it into the boot of the car disguised so that I had no idea that it was in there and like bury it all (laughs) under the luggage. And then when they got there and I went to sleep, take it all out of the car, put it back in the box so I could open it again on the day. I was like, how did you get this here? It was the whole thing. (laughs) But anyway, I played it that day and then on Christmas day and then, uh, my mum and my uncle and I went on a walk for the afternoon around the area and my brother and my cousin stayed behind and they were both younger at the time, like 20s, and they both got sloshed, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> hammered. <laughs> and, and so when we came home, there was like there was a bit of broken glass and one of them had locked themselves in the bathroom and Dan was crying and telling us how much he loved us and... <laughs> Mum and my uncle were very upset, but the thing for me was like, oh, my Guitar Hero drum kit had been slightly tipped over and was leaning against the wall, and I was really worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway, not those how are the I me- that some story of the memories I think go. of when I think of Guitar Hero. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, June? Mm. Um, I got my copy... I only had World Tour, I think, Hmm. Um, and it was gifted to me from my uncle, who is only he's pretty like we're pretty close in age for what it is, and um, so I think it was when he had just like he hasn't like I don't know we don't get presents from like non immediate family when we go 
over for Christmas, like uncles and cousins and stuff don't give presents because who can afford that? Sure. Um, but he must have – it must have been like his first full-time job or something and he must have like had some disposable income Aww. to spare and we were like the only sort of older kids at the time. Anyway, so he bought us Guitar Hero World Tour on PS3, which is like a fairly fucking decent present. Like yeah, it was absolutely. better than anything our mum got me. Um, that, they were expensive with the guitars. They're expensive. Yeah, there and it was so two guitars money. as well. So my sister oh. and I could play it together. And um, and I remember I I mostly played it with my high school friend who I still love dearly. Um, and our song was um, ah, oh, what is that Modest Mouse song? Float on by Modest Mouse. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was just like we just played that on hard on repeat, trying to like. Um, full combo it like mm-hmm. for hours and hours and like literally literally all day like we did not play any other song it was just float on by Modern Mouse the Modern <laughs> Mouse school <laughs> um, and we did that for like every weekend for like a month until we got to move on to Expert and then we didn't didn't get it on Expert but yeah Expert's hard um, and then the only other one I can think of is I remember the guy I used to like at the time um, also we used to play not together but he used we used to talk about it a lot and i wanted to have him over to play guitar hero but mom was always like no boys at home no boys yeah <laughs> no boys at home ever <laughs> so i could never do that but especially not guitar hero <laughs> no guitar hero <laughs> not during daylight <laughs> um this is a good song to throw on repeat this is good what modest mouse yeah. <laughs> float on by modest mouse yeah I don't know, I feel like it gets pretty fucking repetitive. <laughs> so I have I have two two moments. The first one was uh, the day that I got it, which I believe was a Christmas. Um at, at like when uh like when I was very young, uh Christmas was always at our family's house. Um it was always always at my house and uh both sides of my family would would, would arrive and have a big Christmas dinner and lunch or lunch and um it was quite a l- large-ish thing. There was maybe, I don't know, th- 25-ish people there, which is a yeah. decent amount of people to have at your house. Um, decent gathering, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, I think I had about eight cousins over at that point. And I only have two cousins that are close to my age um, and the rest are like a fair chunk older to the point where I never like, I was never close with them. Um but we all could get around guitar here. That's for sure. Um, and we were all very bad at it. And uh, my dad is a musician um, and is incredibly good at guitar. Um, and he did not want to play guitar here. Um, and we spent the entire Christmas going like, like dad, Robbie, Robbie, you play, you play, you play, you're good at guitar. You'll be fine at it. And he played it and he stunk at it. And he like, didn't understand. And he was like, I don't, this does, I could just play real guitar. And it was like handed it back. And it was so like, he was not like mad at it, but he was like, hmm. like he was like defeated by it, like really quickly. <laughs> and I could see like the, the little bit of seething that, that, that was like slowly boiling up in his head. Uh, um, fucking Christmas. Duh. Well, no, it wasn't that. It was just like, I can't, why did, why was that difficult? I, I can play get Like I'm, I'm a Latin jazz guitarist. Like I can play fast. Um, Sorry, I've got a hair on my face. Um, and the other one, the other story I have is when I woke up once at about 5 a.m. and I snuck into the living room 
um, like snuck past like my, my, my parents' bedroom and I got the PS2 out and I like plugged it into the front and I turned on the TV and I like, I put both, I put like a, I got the biggest couch cushion I, I could and I put the couch cushion over the TV while I was turning on. Oh my God. This and, is- I was, and I was mashing the volume down button before it was turning on, <laughs> while it was turning on. And then the TV turns on and it cuts to the news and like, um, while I like turn it all the way down. It was the quietest possible because I didn't want my parents to wake up. Did um, it work? Yes. Um, <laughs> and then I, I swapped it over to like AV2 and I turned it up just a little bit enough that I could hear it. And I sat on the coffee table um, and I and I beat it. And it was so difficult because I was not good at that game. I was uh-huh. so, so bad at that game that I only ever beat it on like normal. Um, and I remember beating the final boss in Guitar Hero 2, which was the devil, um, playing the the song, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. Um, uh, three? Yes. Yes, three. Yes. Well, all, all, sorry. All of this is Guitar Hero 3. It's the only one I've owned. Um, and like I remember beating it and like the, the credits rolling over the like the mascot of Aerosmith which is like this this ripped dude with long hair and no face and completely naked but no genitals um like shredding on the top of this like pillar in the middle of like the desert while credits go over and I remember looking at going like this is like the most metal thing that I've ever seen in my entire life (laughs) um it was it was so fun. It was so fun. And then, like years later, like learning about like some of the people that are like in that game and going, oh, like Slash is in this game. I know who Slash is as like a person. I know who Tom Morello is. And like learning about those people um, after the fact that they put in the game or people that that they took off as well. Um, my favorite being the knockoff, uh, the, the the knockoff uh, Kiss. Um, musician uh, <laughs> whose name is, and I love this so much, his name is Lars Umlaut. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a good name. That's such a fake, so good, good fake name. Um, so, yeah. Uh, quick, quick rapid fire question. Off the top of your head, what's your, what's your favorite song? Um, I liked both the Tool songs that were on World Tour. Oh, yeah. Because no, they the- went for a long time and mm. they had like good, like, uh, intermission bits or whatever, and the back. They had that like kaleidoscope. Really yeah, yeah. Also, just extremely fun to play. Yeah, but I also not too hard. They were good. Yeah. Mm. Also, Tool is just good. So. Tool is good. I really do like Barracuda <laughs> as a song to play. Um, there's a lot of really great songs in here. Like, I, I, I think Barracuda might be like the top for that for me, though. Like that playing that for the first time was really fun or, or um, uh, Sabotage by the Beastie Boys. That I think, great. oh, was that maybe, maybe I'm thinking about the DS. Oh, I had the DS version as well. I think I'm trying to remember which Interpol song, which one, Interpol, anyway, continue, sorry. I Tell think it's tricky because, you know, that one I first learned on was two and then I owned three and four. Um, two is an incredibly stacked soundtrack. It's got some duds in there, but, they are really good ones in two. I, and I think my favorite one to play is because it's, it's one of my favorites just to listen to, but it's great to play as well, is Carry On My Wayward Son mm. um, on Guitar Hero 2. I, and because of that one, I always wanted to get Guitar Hero Greatest Hits, which was like songs from Guitar Hero 1, 2, and 3 
re-released to have full band support after four, um, including that one. I always wanted to go back and play that one again because um, I've I've never owned two since since then, and it was never on like newer consoles. Yeah, there's so many good ones. I always like some of the last ones on the on those tracks too that are just instrumental. Um, and I don't, I don't know if that's just me um, with my background, but um, there are some sick solo guitar tracks on those as well um, that you don't normally hear anywhere anywhere else. Well, like and like the thing about Guitar Hero that actually is incredibly special is that they had to go to the original. Um, studios for these songs to, obviously to license them out but also to get the masters because they split up the 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 instruments um mm. which this so for a long time the part of the, one of the one of the greatest struggles in music preservation is the masters of the tracks having the original versions of the song which had all of the instruments on separate tracks um a lot of those get lost um, which is like a real, real big shame. And when Guitar Hero started coming out, they started getting a hold of these masters of songs that like no one had yet. Um, like the, the studios are holding on to them, but like you can never trust them with that stuff. And so then having them put on this game, people will then be able to rip them out of the game and yeah. use them in sampling, use them in loops, um, but also just actually have a copy of them as like a thing like, hey, like this is how this was made in this original version of this thing because they put them into the game separately. Um, they didn't remaster them. They had the, they just had all the original tracks in there as the original tracks. Um and so, like, I remember, like, having conversations with my dad about Guitar Hero going, like, yeah, Guitar Hero actually did, like, a lot for music preservation in that regard, um, especially also for later on when they did, like, Beatles Rock Band. Um, a lot of that stuff wasn't available until they were doing that. Um, and now they they have them in a digital format in a way that, like, hey, those Guitar Hero games are always going to exist in one way or another. Um and so it's it's good that they are out there um, for the tracks that are on there for preservation purposes, mm. for sure. And it's a good it's a good like way to hear a bunch of songs from different genre. Well, not genres. It's mostly rock, obviously, but from different bands that you might not have heard as well. Um, I remember when I was playing at that that time when I was up at my uncle's playing those songs. He'd come in and he'd be laughing. He'd be like, "I'm hearing all these songs from like my youth again for the first time in ages." Um. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting little little nugget, you know. I remember one of I was at my friend's place once, and we were playing Guitar Hero on on his way, and um, his mum came into the room, and was like, "Why are you listening to the Sex Pistols?" Oh, right, you're playing Guitar Hero. Okay, I was so confused for a moment. And she walked out, going, "Of course," <laughs> and we were like 12, 11. Right. <laughs> like definitely not into that kind of music yet. Uh. I love Guitar Hero. I miss it. Yeah. I want to play it again sometime. It wouldn't exist anymore because um, it would just be like the licensing would just be so much of a nightmare because music licensing now is just terrible. Is it? Awful. That's that. Oh. Why, why do you think no one can have any uh, music on Twitch at the moment? Oh, yeah, I guess. That's fair enough. Mm. It's, it's different it's when you've got someone like Activision behind you, though. Sure, but like, why? Like, it's why music keeps getting pulled from GTA. But, hmm, that, hmm, yeah, 
I'm not going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, what's the next question corner? Question. Wait, question. Um, all right. So what is an art book that you want that you don't already have? It could exist already and it could not exist already. Hmm. What's your dream sense? art book for a video yeah, game? Yeah, that's probably a better way to put it. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, June and I will be able to answer this question, and Jeremy has every art book, so it'll be a good conversation. <laughs> um, so, I just want to run through a few things here, but June, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, about Red Dead? Yeah, I can. Um, going through... No, let me start that again. Um, Kerry was playing Red Dead 2 the other day on a stream, just for like, I don't know, it was like half an hour or something, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> it was like one and, mission. Um, yeah. And I'm just I'm sitting there. God damn it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to play it again now. Um and I decided that I was I had like a pros and cons list of like do I restart two or do I restart one? Because I've replayed two more times, but it looks better. Or do I replay one because the soundtrack's better and I've only played it once in like five years ago or something. Mm. Anyway, I just restarted one. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's been fun. I like John. <laughs> I think, let me be more eloquent with this. <laughs> I think um, uh, I think it, I'm really surprised at how... Um, well it holds up in terms of graphics um i was not really expecting it i think that uh because of its style and because it already is kind of dreary and brown <laughs> and brown and like the places that you go are like that that i don't know i think obviously at the time it would have been like fantastic like it would have been red dead 2 like red dead 2 fantastic but like i think that it's still it doesn't really take away from the story or anything. It's not. It's not ugly. It's not ugly at all. And um, I really enjoy, even though they don't. And this is why, like, I put it off playing one again after two is because I didn't like how they retconned Arthur, um, and how in one, John just doesn't talk about Arthur at all, even though he was such a big influence on his life. Yes. Um, especially with how the story of one goes, you think that you think that he would, but I, th I think playing it a couple of years later now, it's sort of settled down a little bit. And I think that the way that John talks about the gang in one is still so he's still, he doesn't talk about it in a, uh, in a regretful way. He don't, he never really like speaks about it, speaks about the gang badly, really. Or about his time in the gang badly. Like he he knows they did bad things, but he he never really seems like he regrets it. Um and like he does talk badly about like Bill and Javier and stuff and Dutch, but like I think not in a I don't know, it almost seems like kind of like in a lighthearted way, it's like, oh we were family once. He's like a shithead. Ha ha ha. You know, like yeah. in like a yeah. nudge, nudge, elbow way. Um, in like a strange family members that you don't see anymore. Kinda, yeah. Like, but like not one that's, I never, it never felt spiteful. 
Yeah, really. And yeah. I think that after playing, um, after playing two and then coming back to one, it's really. I think that they did that that well because I don't know. You are you grow you do grow so close to those characters in two, and I think it would be really harsh and hard to hear John speak about them that badly. And then obviously you have to kill them as well. So like I think having the double up of that would really not make sense for his character. Um, but yeah, it's been good. I just I just I'm in Mexico now. I'm like maybe a couple of missions into Mexico, and the um the Jose gonzalez song when you're crossing mm. into mexico over the river it's like i've spoken about that that scene like so many times but like mm-hmm. it's still so good anyway i want to play two again fuck you <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to play two again but the issue i have with replaying two now is like i i need like i need to get past the first four acts because i've played the first four acts so many times like, i need to oh. get past that because then i haven't played the rest that often so i don't remember as, the missions as well but to get to like after Act Four, it's like the, how many hours is that? Too many. Oh, so, so many. many, so many hours. It t- it takes so long to get there. <sighs> so, and you want to do uh, stuff in between too, right? Like yeah, you don't just exactly. want to beeline the main story. <sighs> like I really want to play the end of two again, but mm. I want to have to get to that point. Yeah, I was, I was feeling kind of similar the other day when I was like, oh, I don't know what to play. I was playing some Horizon and then I thought about, I'll bring up Red Dead and I was like, I don't know if I feel like playing like two missions over 55 minutes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I kind of want something, I just want just something a little snappier. You have to not think of them as missions, I think. Um, you have to just mm-hmm. think of them as like the story. Um, yeah, no, I know, but it was more that I, d- I didn't yeah. want to do the... 10 minutes of transport between each one. Sure. Yeah, no, like I, I totally do get what you're saying. Um, I, I think I think the mindset of like that game just being like the story, I think works better. Like th- think of it in terms of the chapters of the game as opposed to like the story missions, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, and it does make sense. It's just if, if I go into it and I go, if I, if I don't go into it specifically focused, like I'm trying to do now with Horizon... Yeah. I will get lost in that game until I lose interest. Yes. Like yes. I will I will I will I will play poker for 3 hours accidentally and I will mm-hmm. like find someone who needs help on their farm or I'll rob trains for 6 hours. Like I'll I'll, I'll just do something that's like fine but like not the beat of the game until I'm bored with the game. And I don't yeah. want to do that. I want I want to experience the story of that game as well. That that was like that was why I was role playing as Arthur in the only time I ever finished that game was because I, I had that sense of like, like, Oh, like I, like, what would he do next? Um, and taking on that role is, is, is what helped me bring through that entire story. Mm. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. There's a, um, I've also, I've I've definitely noticed the, in one, I think that they, they don't shy away from uh, <laughs> violence against women, whereas I think yeah. in two, <laughs> they kind of settled down that whole rock star kind of they do yeah. uh, stuff. So you know, there's women being assaulted and uh, being beaten up a lot on the street, and-, and also like the terminology they use. Like, there's that one time where yeah. um, who's the who's the ranch owner? 
Bonnie McFarlane. Yeah, Bonnie. Bonnie, where Bonnie gets captured and you ride out with the sheriff to like the and and yeah. they say some heinous things. Like the people yeah, who have and captured like, her. It's threatened awful. to sexually assault her and stuff. And it's like you don't you really don't get that in two because I they did dial it back and I'm very grateful for it because I didn't I had such a um a bad view of Rockstar Games for a long time because mm. I really didn't like how they portrayed yep. uh, minorities. And I don't know, coming back to one, it's like, whoa, <laughs> mm. <That's> just, <laughs> they sure did do that, huh? Mm. Um, but uh, the I forget how funny some of the like the side missions are, the, the stranger missions. Um, I don't know if you have seen this one from one, but like you come across a um, an old man picking flowers um, and he says, like, I'm trying to pick a for them for my wife. Like, we don't get many, like, flowers around here. It's all the same ones. So if you can, like, go and get some, like, different ones from different areas, that would be so lovely and she'd really appreciate it. So you go spend, like, fucking, like, hours and it's like, oh, I should pick this flower because I'm here and it's going to take forever to go back and do it. it anyway. It's a really, really long mission, isn't it? Like, Yeah, it is. And it's like, I think he's supposed to sort of do it over the amount of time that you're in New Austin. And um, anyway, so you go back with the flowers. <laughs> you go back with the flowers and um, and he's like, oh, thank you so much. These are so beautiful. My wife's going to love them. Anyway, he's like, come in for tea. And John's like, yeah, I'll come in for tea. That sounds great. And they've got this little cottage like near a pond and whatever. <laughs> and you go in and, and the dude's like, look, lassie, <laughs> this lovely gentleman's brought you like you know got you got you flowers and like she turns around and it's like this corpse in a chair <laughs> and this this dead woman <laughs> is sitting and he's talking to her like she's like alive and John's trying to excuse himself <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's just funny it's really unexpected i forgot about that it was that's shocking. so good yeah i think i that's i think so i heard funny. about that on the game makers toolkit <laughs> yeah very good though I, I remember the, in, in one, the, the snake oil salesman at the very beginning of the game. Um, yeah, was what's fun his name? Um, I, I don't remember his name. Um, but I just remember like <sighs> doing that mission and going, oh, that was such a great mission. And then like just like continuing on with the game a little bit. And then in the next town, he's there doing the exact same shit. And I'm like, I looked at him like, wait, hang on a minute. I remember you. And you go through <laughs> like this whole thing of like chasing him out of town and stuff. And he like pops up again later on. <laughs> but you're never, you're always helping him. You're never chasing him out Not of town. Yet, you're, so you're helping him escape. He's, um, escape? he actually helps so you. Um, he helps you, uh, he, you use his cart to put a Gatling gun in the back so you can oh my assault God, the fort. Right. Yes. So Billy, Nigel West Dickens. He, um, <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, a, he becomes your friend and, like, you help him, like, sell his tonics and stuff. Fuck, that's He's funny. such a feckless piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of the time he says some random shit and John's like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like, I literally can't understand you. <laughs> oh, that's right. You, like, you're the you're the patsy inside of the, inside of the crowd and he's like, yep. you there, random stranger. And John's like, yeah. who, me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, <laughs> and, um, what ails you? Or whatever. <laughs> And he makes you like shoot like a skull off the yeah, wall or something yeah. to prove that you've got like good good like shooting abilities shooter now and stuff. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's good. Well, I'll uh, I'll be very uh very, very not surprised and slightly uh, embarrassed if you two both manage to play and complete Red Dead Two before <laughs> I do. Uh, but that would be hilarious. <laughs> um. I'm just going to very briefly touch on a few things here, and then we, we'll, we'll wrap up the the episode of the brief E3 discussion. Uh, discussion. Uh, but I've discussion. been sort of splitting between a, a two a, a few things here. Um, I did a B 
big day of streaming Returnal um, last week. And uh, it ended up being like, I streamed from like four till seven, had a couple of hours break for dinner. And then I ended up streaming from like nine till 1230. You idiot. (laughs) At the end of that day, boy, I was done. I was so cooked. (laughs) Like I was, I, I, I was expired by the end of that day. I was a husk. Because I remember watching that happen. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, like Why on the did stream? you stream? Why did you decide to stream that long? Uh, so, Returnal is a great game, and I'm going to talk a bit more about how much more I've progressed through it and stuff like that, because we've spoken about it before. This game desperately, desperately needs a save feature. Mm-hmm. It is so long. <laughs> it takes so long to get a good run going in Returnal. Um, like 45 to 60 minutes per biome. And each run is no more than three biomes. Jesus. So that can it's be... T- wow. It could be somewhere between two and three hours for a good proper run in Returnal. A single run in a roguelike. And, you know, if you're going through them for the first time, you're meeting new enemies, so you're going to die to them faster. You're going to be unlocking new weapons and new... Or sometimes you go through a new area, but you won't have gotten to the the area unlock, so you'll need to go through that whole section again, and that will prove, like, oh, this obstacle's new to you and stuff like that. So when you're learning and stuff like that, it's quite intense. So what I was doing with it is I was starting in the first biome, and I was like, right, what I'm going to do is I got last night before the stream, I got to the third boss. So today we're going to beat the third boss. That was what the stream was for. And so I was like, okay, for that, I need to do a full run where I go through every area in the first couple of biomes. So I've got as many upgrades as I can, the best weapons, stuff like that. Obviously, the, the more you do, the better you'll be by the time you get to the last boss. Well, not the last boss, but the third boss. Um And so that run took like two hours to get to a point where I got it up to the third boss. And to be fair... I like playing all of this. I'm enjoying it heaps. You know, it's not very fundamentally different from what Jeremy had been playing, but um, the third boss in that game is fantastic. It is an absolutely terrific boss. Um, By that point, you've unlocked this grapple hook um, and you sort of go into this mindscape alternate reality boss. Like this boss is like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to go into your subconscious and we're going to fight in your brain. (laughs) And so they do this thing where you're big on this big, thing and it's this floating obelisk in the sky that you've got to shoot at and dodge the bullet hell and each boss has like three phases and when you get to the different phases of this boss the platform starts splitting apart and like moving and you have to grapple between them on the fly as you're dodging these bullets and then the third phase is you're on a constant like there's just platforms flying forward and you get blasted in the distance and you've got to run dodge shoot and grapple your way across all of these flying platforms at the same time that boss is absolutely outstanding um and then this thing happens and so spoilers for eternal if you're interested in playing it this is this is very structure heavy but there's like an act one act two and so when you beat the third boss you get to the end of act one and then they sort of recontextualize some of the story i can i can spoil some of it for you guys if you're interested but otherwise it's up to you guys um i mean i don't mind okay jeremy do you yeah, mind? Do I. No, not at all okay so there's this thing that happens where you get to the end of the third boss, which is the this broadcast signal, which is what Celine landed on the planet for in the first place, and you get to it, and then she makes she finally makes contact with her home base, and they're like extraction due in the hour, stay where you are, and then 
Celine gets off the planet. She leaves. She escapes. And you see this montage and she she grows old and she gets married and she learns how to play the piano and she walks by the lake and she grows old and she dies. And you watch her get buried and then she wakes back up on the planet again. It's such a good twist. And I do like that. So the idea being that, you know, every time she dies, she goes back to the the planet. She mm-hmm. returns. And this was no different even when she got to live out her whole life. And when she comes back, the planet's changed because it's been like 70 years. And so the whole planet has changed and um, things start getting weird. And she starts losing her humanity much more because she's like, she's like despairing a bit um, in all the dialogue and stuff like that. And so the, the, the first biome becomes the fourth biome, which is radically different. And then the fifth biome is the, the second biome, but frozen instead of this like red desert. And then the third biome, you go like underwater, which sort of acts as this like low gravity thing. So because I discovered this whole new set, I, I got past that third boss and they show me the fourth biome. There's a new boss and I started pressing through it and I, and I was getting new equipment and I was learning new things and I was finding all this stuff. And I, was, and I died in the fifth biome and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll do one more run. Like an idiot. <laughs> that was like, like ten thirty. Just one more little three-hour run. <laughs> exactly. I, <laughs> I forgot because I was doing so much progress. I was like, oh, I just want to find out a little bit more. But I, I, I signed myself up for another two-hour run, and I was like four hours in, and and I got to midnight, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, that game desperately needs a save feature. But I really, really, really enjoyed the story progression they brought through forward from that. There's some really neat guns that you unlock further on in the system. I'm enjoying the unlocks and the and I had so, the the run I had to get me there. Like a lot of like, I was really sad when I lost that run because I felt a lot of ownership on it. Like I'd really tailored it really nicely. Um, so yeah, I was really really enjoying that. Um, I I've got here. I've I've been playing Horizon Frozen Wilds the DLC, but now that I'm looking, no, at you don't. You say Horizon Frozen Wilds. <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Horizon Frozen Worlds, as I've written it in the doc. Um, I don't have much to say about this, just that, like like Red Dead, I'm starting to funnel it. I'm starting to focus. I will play the, the missions, and that's it. <laughs> because it turns out, I was going through it, Jeremy and Byron and I, we were hanging out and we were talking about it, and, and they were like, oh, I love the machine battles. I'm like, I'm bored of them. I'm done with these battles. And we're talking about it, and I'm like, okay, hang on, let me go. I, my stats page is here. Let me have a look at this. Oh. I've played this game for 48 hours. That's why I'm done with this game. (laughs) And I've done so much side mission stuff and so much exploring and so much other nonsense. That's why I'm done with this game is because I'm only like halfway or maybe two thirds of the way through the story. I'm not quite sure. You're you're well more than halfway. Okay. Right. I'm a good way through the story, but like, I'm not, I'm not at the end yet and I'm 47 hours in and I'm doing the DLC. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have no clue how he did that. I have abs. I don't think I did that game for 48 hours and I platinumed it. <laughs> and you platinumed and I'm, it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't think I got up to 48 hours inside of that game. So there was a long time where I was like, I'm going to discover all the things on the map. I'm going to discover all of the uh, machine locations and the campfire locations. I just want to make sure they're there in case I need to fast travel to them later. But I would do all of it on foot. And also, you don't need to do that. You don't need to visit every uh, machine location. You don't need to visit every campfire. You certainly don't need to do it on foot either. You can hijack <laughs> machines. Gary, <laughs> Palmer. Yeah, so I've been fundamentally playing this game just wrong. 
Um, you should restart. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I own that game digitally, but I think I would buy a disc copy just to snap it in half if that was what I had to do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm getting through it. It's good when you do the story. The story's great, and I'm enjoying that. But don't, don't, don't be like me, kids. Um, and then the last thing, this is really quick, but I had a really grumpy day a couple of, like, two or three days ago. Like, I went for a run, and it, and I was meant to go for this big Pokemon Go walk. It was Pokemon Go Community Day, and I did this run, and it was really cold, and my ears were cold, and Sam had come with me and was like, this sucks, let's go. I'm going to go home. I was like, okay, I'll walk you home, and then I'll go for a walk. And I got home, and I'm like, <sighs> from my six-minute run. And I'm fucked (laughs) (laughs) and I'm cold and I'm upset and I just went home and it was was meant to be like a quick run in the morning. I'll go home, have some lunch and that'll be done. And by the time I finished lunch, it was like 3.30 and I hadn't caught any Pokemon and I was really upset. I was really grumpy. And so what I did that evening was I loaded, I was going through Game Pass. I was just, I was just like sitting there upset. Anyway, so I installed Final Fantasy X and it was really nice (laughs) and like heartwarming because <laughs> it's on game pass and i just i only played for like an hour but it was the familiar soundtrack and the cutscenes i've seen like 10 times and oh it was just soul food in a really comforting way I'm looking for the DMs to carb. You, yes i'm looking for the dms you sent me carrie where you were mad I'm, I'm just trying to find them <laughs> Was was that was that that time or was that yes I was grumpy yesterday as well because my dual sense controller was broken. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't actually remember. Yeah, it might have been yesterday. Right, <laughs> but okay. I was sending you messages yesterday as well. Where I was like, I'm so actively upset. <laughs> <laughs> you were so mad, and you weren't like, you also weren't like specifically mad at anything or anybody. You were just like mad, and like, yeah. and you also you also weren't taking it out on me. You were just saying that you were mad, yeah. and I was sitting there going like. Mm. <laughs> yep. I think you sent me messages like wanna play some Halo? I said wanna play some Halo. <laughs> Halo? Some some Halo. Master Chief? <laughs> uh, and I, I think I just You said I, no. I didn't want to take it out on you. I think I muted you for 15 minutes and I came back later. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right, because I because I said not interested in little Halo. Not really. I'm pretty actively unhappy. Are with Halo 4? With Master Chief, Master Chief Beef. <laughs> and then I said, are you going to watch Battlefield tonight? Because I thought it was tonight for some reason. And I didn't get a reply for four hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's been my week. Interesting interactions with random games. Um, do you want to talk about your experience with E3 just to top off this, this podcast, Jeremy? <laughs> All right. So. I've been playing the most dangerous game of all. Man. Um, there was... Uh, so What's his e- name? <laughs> From podcast. Um, th- so, okay. So, E3 is next week. Um, the ESA put out a tweet last week. I th- want to say it was like really late. Being like, hey, like media applications are open. And I saw that going, media applications haven't been open until now? E3's in a week. Um... And it turns out, no, they hadn't been. Um, and nobody had any idea what was happening with E3 until very, very, very recently. Um, 
I applied for E3 almost as a joke in terms of like, well, it's digital this year, so I don't have to be there to do it. So if they accept me, that'll be great. And if not, then oh well. Um, and I wrote out this long wanky letter about like, so, so okay, so there's a couple of stages of having to apply to E3. Um, you have to un- apply under different uh, accreditations. Um, I was applying under media, but there's different subsections inside of media as well, like applying as a business, uh, like as an outlet, applying as a freelancer, um, applying as an employee of an outlet, and applying as a pod- applying as a podcaster. I applied for a podcaster media um, accreditation because that was the only one in the entire media category that didn't require you to share your um, audience numbers, which is great because I looked at the minimum required audience numbers for the rest of them, and they were ten thousand, which means that sorry, ten thousand unique uh, audience members per month, Jesus. which means. Uh, we were like, we were just under, we were only like, we were only just shy of 9,900, um, audience, <laughs> uh, unique audience members per month. Um, so I applied under, under podcast, wrote out a letter on company letterhead, which was a requirement that I am out on assignment, uh, to cover E3 as coverage. Um, you, the founder of this company, write the letter me, from the company. Yeah, yes. Me, the managing editor and co-founder of miniwrap.com.au, um, is out on assignment, um, assignment set by managing editor and, and, and co-founder of Minimap.com.au, me. So I wrote, wrote out this long wanky letter in third person, signed it off in first person, sent it off, didn't think about it. Um, then about six days ago now, um, I was th- I got a few emails saying, hey, we're going to be at E3, Let it, you know, like from publishers being like, hey, we're going to be at E3, showing off a few games. Um, click the link over here if you want to check out some of the games and we can book an appointment and you can have a, have a look at them over Discord. And I saw that and I was going, huh, like I can't, I, I am on some press list. So I didn't know if this was just from those press lists or if this was from me then getting onto the E3 press list or not. Um, I started getting more and more that were mentioning E3 by name. And I was like, this is really strange. Like I've had emails last year and the, uh, actually not last year, but the year before and the year before that saying like, Hey, are you going to be at E3? Um, but that was very, it was very obviously like, you're not on the list, but are you going to be there sort of thing? And then I got an email saying I had been approved of a media accreditation. This was about three days ago now, um, which is occurring because it's, E3 and that's like like the thing um in games media which is which is good fun. Um I found out when everybody else found out that they were getting E3 media accreditation. So this is not like a, I was in the final wave or anything like that. Nobody got it until really really recently. E3 is next week. And then everyone looked at the email and it's basically said a bunch of things like uh, we're going to have a, a media portal ready for you to interact with booth members and um, like other publishers that are there um, on the like 8th of June or whatever. I'm just like, 8th of June? Okay. And then I my inbox went pretty quiet um, for just getting on a press list. Like I remember getting onto the PAX Media press list and I was getting like three or four emails a day um, at least. And I was getting like, one a day, maybe two a day at most. And I'm like, this is E3. This is like the week before E3. Like what is really happening? And then going on Twitter and other games journals and they're like, yeah, I no one's doing anything at the moment. Like no one's doing any E3 stuff because no one knows what's happening with E3. Like this is really strange. Can so, you imagine how frustrating that would be if you had like so much of so much on the line for, for covering this I, event? 
I cannot imagine. And, you know, like, look, E3 is already a really hard place to get coverage if you're on basically not IGN or GameSpot. Um, like, mm-hmm. they have the deals with the ESA and, like, that's that's just how that works. Um, and so site traffic is, like, very it's, – it's much harder to do um, around then leading up to the conference. Once the convention actually starts in terms of, like, having a show floor and a, and a physical presence, that's when the other studio – like, the other sites start to get, like – impression articles out that actually start to do numbers because like you're basically not going to compete with IGN and GameSpot in terms of news coverage. You're just not. Um, so I then uh, wake up two days ago. Um, well, I think, I think two days ago or the day after um, the, the day the E3 media portal goes live. And I'm like excited because no one has been able to log in and no one also really knows what this is. Um, cause E3 has never been this digital before. Um, mm-hmm. E3 has never been only digital before and E3 has never had a portal that sort of acted like this. So I log in and I get the first thing that I see is please change your password. And I'm like, okay. So I change your password, which if you know anything about the ESA, um, they are not very good with security. And the fact that they immediately made me change my password was a little bit concerning, but I changed my password. I then greeted with the most cursed avatar builder that I'd ever seen in my entire life, where everybody got to make their own terrible looking knockoff bitmojis for your <laughs> E3 profile, which is really weird. Uh-huh. And I looked at that going, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm here for like coverage and like talking to people. And also okay. it's like time limited, right? Like everyone's gone in a week. <laughs> yeah. This is not a thing that people are going to keep going back to. Um, so I made that. And then I looked around the website and there's a few tabs. It's like uh, online users, which at this point is only media, and uh, which I thought was really strange. And it just listed everybody. So if, if you want to find anybody, I can just search somebody's name, say someone high profile in the media. I can just oh. search the name and find their profile. I can't message them directly. Um, unless we follow each other because it's following in this as well. What the hell? I also, I also didn't know if I was supposed to follow other media folk that I'm a fan of because that seemed really strange. But there's also no notifications tab. So you're not going to get any notifications saying, hey, someone's followed you. As far as I can tell, I don't think anyone has followed me, so I'm not too sure. Um, there are then uh, virtual booths, which are just web pages which have next to no information on them. Um, by publishers like Square Enix or Nintendo or like other smaller publishers. Um, when you click on those, there's a few tabs inside of those, such as media, which most of them are empty because no one's uploaded anything. Um, there is events, which is mostly empty because no one's uploaded anything. Um, and there's products, which is mostly empty because no one's uploaded anything. Although most people have uploaded at least some products, so they're at least trying to get a little bit of money. Um, there's also a really weird, like out of place Norton security ad on every page of the E3 Expo, um, thing, which is really strange. Um, I, I, so what I will say is at the moment is currently basically the media and publisher portal. This is going to be open up to fans. So fans can have a digital E3 experience and go up to booths. Um, However, at the moment, we are currently about two or two days into E3 Media Week. I don't know the point of E3 Media Week. There's nothing for anyone to do. There is a forum, however. The forum is hilarious. It is fucked and terrible, but it is hilarious. Because currently, it's just media folk. And everyone's going, 
what's the point of this? Like, I, I'm <laughs> this, like, I'm not getting any work done from being here. There's literally nothing for me to do here. There's a button on every on every booth that you can click, which is drop your business card. You click that button and a digital version of your business card pops up, which includes the name of your outlet, a link to your outlet, your name, and your fucked up Bitmoji. (laughs) (laughs) Not even the business cards that people had to upload as part of proof of their accreditation. Not those business cards. Just a generated one. just, Just a generated one. And you know what happens to a publisher when they get a notification saying, hey, someone dropped off their business card? A little notification saying, hey, this person dropped off their business card. Do you want to chat with them? That's what that does. Um, Kirk McKean from VG247, um, I think actually from The Gamer now, I think that's where he works now. He said something along the lines of like, if anyone's curious what this button does, it basically and like does what I just explained. And he goes, so after that, I just went over to IGN at GameSpot's booth and I dropped off their business card just to annoy him a little bit. <laughs> and I'm sitting going like, what is this fucking thing? Like, what is this portal? Um, there's like six categories in the forums. There's like a new, there's like a news and noteworthy or something. And it's just people like talking about like current gen consoles and stuff like that. It's pretty normal stuff, but it's also like, why would we like, do this here? Why we, would we do everyone this Everyone already here? has their own networks for talking to other we professionals. We have Twitter, right? And, and to be fair, there are a lot of people out there that are pitching themselves and, you know, power to them. Um, but I don't know anyone that's actually looking at that, that has any sort of meaningful, like, it's a bunch of people saying, hey, follow me, as opposed to anybody looking for people for, looking yeah. for people to follow. Yeah. Um, there's a health and safety tab or something, which is funny. And it's people what? like just like it's just people saying the words video games over and over again. <laughs> um, there's a bunch of other like stuff and this like this forum has been made on the fly. Like we have the media has seen literal changes to the forum as we've been <laughs> on it. Like straight up, like full on, like like little like reworks of certain features that didn't work until like days or two in. Like I, I don't know the point of any of it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. No yep. one's there. It's a, it's a really <laughs> weird, like it's a really weird empty space. It lines up pretty well with, how clueless ESA have seemed to be in the past. Sure. But I think like the thing that really throws me is that like, this isn't like, this isn't the thing that they decided like the other day, right? Like this was like, they had, they didn't do E3 last year. They, they skipped it entirely, which means they've had over a year to make this. <laughs> they've had over a year. And you know, online events have existed we have they exist they existed before covid during covid like they have like flourished into this thing that is a viable product for a lot of a lot of companies um you know like digital ETH, sorry digital packs for example it wasn't great but it worked mm. um people were there at least and like people got to see their eyes on things there's like i'm on the i'm on the homepage now for the e3 expo thing there's a happening now tab, which just says nothing happening yet. <laughs> there's like active people online, which is just people online. And I kind of want to imagine how awfully full it's going to be when the fans show up. Yeah. There's a recommended people. I don't know. And recommended people is just everybody in alphabetical <laughs> order. So there's, there's the 19 Aaron's that I posted a tweet of um, earlier this week. And 
There's just the forums and friends to, oh, three. <laughs> I just clicked on the friends tab for the first time. I have, I have some friend requests from six, uh, all of them from six seconds ago. Um, all of them by the, by the name Brandon. <laughs> it's the same Brandon. I don't know who this person is, but he's apparently sent me three friend requests in six seconds. Uh-huh. And they are appearing separately on That's my friends' list. So Instagram. weird. There are like achievements in this thing. They they were actively talking about gamifying E3, and I like oh. had like a little bit of vomit in my mouth when I read it. Oh, Brandon, you're now my you're now my one and only E3 friend, Brandon. <laughs> e E E E three E three E we'll work on it. Um. It's just well, uh, fucked. Congratulations. <laughs> we out here. Go, go minimap. Do, uh, do fans have to play pay to? No, it, it is it is an entirely free thing. Okay. So you know, like because if they if they were charging for that service as well, then yeah, sure. So like, so no one's paying anything for this. Um, and so like you know, like I I can complain about how bad it is. Um, at the end of the day, it's a free thing. Um, at the end of the day, like I got E three accreditation, and that looks better on my resume than like yeah, is then like that looks better in my resume out of context than anything else does. <laughs> so like, so that's like a boot for me. Good job. Thanks. All right. Get out there and uh, tell the news. Oh, Jeremy's unhappy with that one. With he doesn't like the newsroom reference. Um, well, that's it for the week, everyone. We we are going to be back in a week's time with our post E three wrap up. Yeah, it'll be mostly uh, done by then. Yeah, because what Nintendo's on the Wednesday morning, so. Yeah, in a week. record after Wednesday morning, but yeah. What? I said we should try and record after Wednesday morning if we can. Yeah, if, if we're going to watch Nintendo, yeah. So yeah. Uh, what that means is there's going to be a bunch of... Uh, well, Jeremy wants to stream a whole lot of the conferences coming forward. Uh, I'm not going to be there for all of them. Uh, I might be there for some of them. Um, I definitely want to be there for Microsoft and Nintendo... Uh, don't know about Summer Game Fest. There's a couple in there, maybe Ubisoft. But um, regardless of whether I'm going to be there or not, Jeremy is going to be there. So watch mm-hmm. out. Is that on your Twitch channel, Jeremy? Yeah. So head to twitch.tv slash Jez or follow Jeremy uh, on his Twitter and there'll, there'll be times and stuff like that, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm posting about it before I'm doing it. So like, you know, keep an eye out if you're keen. Yeah. Although it'll and we'll be put Friday some of the, the reactions up, up uh, later on. If you want to watch them with us after the fact, when you, maybe when you wake up in the morning, if you're in Australia, you want to like watch it with someone. Uh, Jeremy did quite a good job of reacting to the Horizon and Sonic and uh, Dying Light news the other week. So I think it's going to be a good time. Um, and the Gorilla Collective as well the other day as well, which was quite good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah, with all that in mind, uh, we'll be back in a week. Uh, in the meantime, you can check out, again, the newly revamped, revitalized, rebeautified uh, minimap.com.au. Uh, you can find our other episodes of our podcast, our other podcasts, like uh, Game Spoilers podcast, which re- recently got a new episode with a friend of the show, Byron, talking about the occupation, uh, or The Pecking Order, which we are about to record the next one for, about Crazy Frog. Uh, and that's about it. And like I said before, you can also support the show 
on patreon.com slash minimapau uh, if you would choose to. Uh, aside from that, have a good E3, everyone. Uh, Twitter. Get enough Twitter. sleep. It's a bit- Twitter. Oh, yeah, Twitter. I, th- I knew there was something. So you can follow the Minimap account at MinimapAU. Jeremy, uh, your account for to follow all those stream notifications and what you're doing this next week as well. Where's that? Uh, at Obi-Wan-Jez. And you can also catch me on Operation PlayStation every two weeks on DashGamer.com. There you go. Uh, June, what's your Twitter? Jeanez, J-U-N underscore E-double-S. And uh, my Twitter is KJPalmer underscore 24. We'll see you all back here in a week with just the biggest news and only the biggest news to talk about. S- small news, it can get right out. <laughs> I thought you were going to go... For- I-, I heard that and I was like, small news, big news, news as big as your head. <laughs> what? what a- nope. Lovely bunch of coconuts. What is that from? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Big ones, small ones, ones as big as your head. Anyway, it's it's been a good episode. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. (laughs) 